And we're back, Red 13 Studios. Here we are. Oh no, Octopus and Friends. And we got my man Dana Bolin here today. What's yo. up, Dana? Yo, yo. What's up, man? What's up, boys? How we doing? Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks for having me. This is uh, super radical. Yeah, so for... Yeah. Right for, on the mic, my man. Right on it. Yeah, because the closer you are, the better you sound, the more. Yo, yo. Yes. This is that super radical. There you go. Thank you for having me. That's what it is. And so Dana is the tour manager for Piebald. Uh, for, uh, you know, brings me back. That's like a, a, a throwback name. I remember going to what Piebald shows locally, but they, they, they did it. They, they, yeah, what, they, they were signed to Rise Records. Uh, not at the moment. Not at the moment. No, but so but they they got out there. They you guys did a bunch. You guys just were out with Dashboard yes. before everything went down. Correct. Well, Dashboard took us out on tour. That's dope. That I, re I remember Piebald when I in high school. You know, like that was you know we would go to shows and they would they would play a lot with a band called Caven. Yep. They were from my yeah, area. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They were from Methuen. Yeah, they're all homies, man. Yeah. I mean, Merrimack Valley, hardcore yeah. scene, you know, when I grew up in the 90s, like I wasn't even old enough to go to their shows when they started. Piebald started in 94. They were just best friends in high school. You know How old I mean? are you? I was born in 85. I'll be 35 on Saturday. Oh, wow. oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Thanks, thanks. So I'm, I'm 34. Yep. So okay. we're around the same age, and I grew up in Lawrence, Methuen. Yeah, I grew Merrimack up, Valley. Merrimack Valley. There yeah. you go. I grew up in Lynn, um, but dude, I don't know, man. I'm just their biggest fan. Turned tour manager. You know what I mean? Like it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So how, you started doing what? The, just their merch, or just going to the shows? How did it? What was the uh, progression of fan to tour manager? It's a great question, Sean. <laughs> so I was going to their shows, befriended them. They're very approachable. I would just talk to them after the shows. They broke up in 2009, got back together in 2016. And I flew out to the West Coast, showed up in LA at their sound check with a cowbell and a, like a 12 pack of PBR. And I was like, I'm here to play the cowbell. <laughs> and, I, and I bought tickets to all your shows. And they were like, what? They're like, first of all, never buy tickets to our shows ever again. Second of all, you got to try out. We got to make sure you can do this. Yeah, you can play that <laughs> fucking cowbell. And, uh, yeah. and we were with uh, Limbeck too. I don't know if you know Limbeck in this band, Facial, but uh, I tried out and that turned into like me doing every show ever. Uh, we did like Boston Calling a few months later. And then they were like, you know what? You might as well just sell our merch. You're like Wait, our hype man. Please do. Did you know them before this? Like I said, just from going to the shows. You know yeah. what I mean? But, I was, but I was did just, you meet them like enough where they're like, oh, super fan or whatever? Or did you just literally like, hey, here I am? I definitely knew that. This like, is kind of crazy. I, I kind of like it, but it's a little weird. It's a cool, it's, it's, I'm a weird dude. All right. It, it's the coolest thing that's ever happened to me like in my life, man. That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome you made it happen. That's right. part of what this is all about, you know? Absolutely. Telling right. people. Um, that's why I, I walked into the studio and I'm like, whoa, like this is, this is super radical. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, but yeah, I, it just turned into... They were like, all right, we like having this guy around. So, all right, you might as well sell our merch while you're here playing the cowbell and partying with us. So, so you were playing the cowbell live? 
on stage with them. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I, yeah. I, I didn't realize they had a cowbell player. Well, before you did they, there we, was there was not a position open. Oh, I just showed up. You made one. I will now say, this is becoming even more clear. You fucking made no, no. a position. That that being said, their their old tour manager kind of comes full circle. Their old tour manager Ryan McGaffigan he was would come out and play the cowbell like when that whole will ferrell skit came yep, out right. like as yeah, a joke right. you know yeah, yeah. and so when, when when they got back together in 2016 i was like nobody's up there playing the cowbell that should be me so i <laughs> so i flew out to los angeles and kind of like lady gaga meeting you know like being coming up on the stage and starstruck or whatever that movie is like you're living your dreams it's true, man. Via the cowbell of all things. You probably made a, a ridiculous joke about it back in the day and then it like manifested this strange thing that took over your life, man. It totally manifested. Um, and it's a dream come true. I'm just a big I'm a big music fan. You know, I, I grew up going to shows on Lansdowne Street, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I possibly could. You know, hundreds and hundreds of shows in Boston and around and I always used to like be like, man, it'd be so cool to go on tour. Even if I'm just the merch guy, that would be so rad. That would be so cool. Um, Is it still? Yeah. All right, good. And then whatever, uh, when the dashboard tour came up, they were like, do you want to be our tour manager? And I was like, uh, yeah. It's a big <laughs> you know, responsibility. You have any, cool. any yeah. kind of, um, you know, any background in that at all? No, but I was an executive for Panera Bread, as you now know. Yep, know it. Enjoy your lunch. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, Thanks yeah. for the gift. I have a you know a lot of management experience. I've, yeah, it's career wise, that's all I've done. It no. really is. You manage one thing, you can manage other things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, nice. So I guess um, when did you when did you take over as a tour manager? How long ago was that? So it was for the dashboard run. When was that? Uh, January of. 2020, 2020 right before all this oh, stuff shit. happened oh, yeah. yeah so it like got cut, right before so it got yeah, cut yeah. short right yeah so what happened was uh piebald split with the get up kids as far as the openers and we had the we were lucky to have the first half you know and then like the get up kids took over for us and a couple weeks later everything shut down wow. uh, where were you when that happened when the shutdown happened yeah were you guys on the road no like oh. we had just got back Gotcha. Yeah, and like oh, so, you the, guys just got, so we had oh, just got so back that, from our run, and then the Get Up Kids took over, and oh, then gotcha. and then uh, then it got cut short. I think Dashboard and and the Get Up Kids. I want to say they were in New York City. So you guys had the first leg of the tour, first half. Yes, and then they took over the second half, and you guys just squeaked out of getting screwed on that tour. Just squeaked out. Wow. Oh yeah. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. By the now, skin of our teeth. And now you're back, just hanging here until this goes yeah now i'm just so you got a taste of it and now they were like all right now the world was like sit down yeah dude it's funny you say that because you know i've worked in restaurants my whole life and like i've been trying to get out of that and i've always had this thing for music and i finally had this huge opportunity you know the the pieball guys they taught me so much man these guys are legends you know and uh they're the coolest dudes ever you can't do that with most bands just show up with a cowbell and they taught me so much. Right. <laughs> and, and the dude that I met, the tour manager for Dashboard, obviously, it's easy when you're the opener. He coordinated everything. But this guy, his name's Jack Funk. I mean, this, this guy facts. This, guy, this guy's the <laughs> man. Dude. Like, he used to manage uh, Rush and stuff. Oh, you know, like, for like 10 years, he tour managed Rush and like all these other bands. Like, he's worked with everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, I, I just like, the day I met him, I was like, sir, first of all, your name is awesome. Jack Funk. It's yeah, you, great, you were born to do great this. Great name. Yeah, yeah. And I said, um, this is new. I'm new to this. Just to be honest, you know, I want to learn everything I can from you. And like a sponge, I just I just soaked it all in, man. Like, 
he taught me so much and he hooked me up with this whole network. So I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, I'm going to get into this, into this scene. Cause I'm not a, I'm not a musician mm-hmm. aside from a cowbell player, you know? Yeah. People should but, know though. Like well, no, you play that, that is important. Like you decided you were going to do something. Then you were humble enough to find like a mentor and not a lot of people will do that, but that's, that's really important. Plus you, you skip how many years of everything by going right to the top and you know, that humble thing, no one's going to help you if you're not humble, obviously, but that's cool. That's well, yeah. you got to be sincere, and I am, yeah, you know. And sure. and listen, I'm not gonna lie. Like with the Pieball guys, there were moments on that tour that I pissed them off for sure because it's just new to me, you know. Like I was used Plus to such a job. <laughs> Someone's yes, got to. That's right. Babysit, you know. That's what it is. But like, there were times that I fucked up, but I learned from that, and I was like, all right, Dana, don't do that again. Like that was that was stupid. Like, yeah, that's gonna happen yeah. though. You've never done it. It's you're supposed to fuck up, and the, and it's the only it's an, only an issue if you don't learn from it. Right. You're right. You know, if You're you right. continue to fuck up, then it's like, all right, dude. <laughs> or the maybe fuck? this isn't the spot. For you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But if you learn from it, then that that's all that matters. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've heard stories of like people getting kicked off tour and stuff, and I was just like, like that would that would be devastating. Obviously, yeah. It didn't come close to that, but you know what I mean. I was just like, Dana, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, and I'm hard on myself too, you know. Um, so I, I guess too for anyone that's listening, uh, maybe give us an outline of like your day when you wake up as the tour manager. Like, what is your what is your responsibilities and duties? Wake up, uh, clean the leftover slices of pizza out of the bathroom sink. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, after that, you know, like basically, uh, van call. That's pretty important, right? Yeah. Which. Hopefully, I texted out the night before with like one I opened at two in the morning or whatever time. All right, boys, van call tomorrow, whatever, 8 a.m., you know? And, and van call, just so everyone knows, van call is the time that um, you, you guys have to report back to the bus to get on the road to the next location. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, be at the van at this time. Mm-hmm. And the, the drive is already mapped out. You know, if we're going from Houston to Dallas, well, you know what I mean? Here's what a former tour manager taught me. Always give yourself an extra two hours, <laughs> right? Yeah. So if you need to be there at four, try to be there at two. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. We used to give ourselves four hours because we were <laughs> real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But two's good. I might be yeah. the guy for you. Two works, yeah. Um, you know, um, yeah, man. Uh, and then on the drive, well, I was driving a lot too. You know, we had a Mercedes Sprinter, 24 foot. So it was just five of us, you know. the four trailer? Nope. Oh, no trailer, nope. huh? Negative. Wow. So we had uh, Luke's drums, um, a smaller bass cab that Andy would normally use, um, you know, amps, guitars. It was mm-hmm. about it. We just traveled. Packed in the back. We, we traveled light. Yeah, packed in the back. And um, so it was, it was just the four guys and me. And merch. Merch takes up the most room. Mm-hmm. Right. Takes yeah. up so much room. And what we did to be more efficient space wise, like when we were in Phoenix, the distributor where we get our merch from that's where they're at so like we just we we packed light we left mass you know packed light and then we picked up more merch in phoenix right which nice. helped which helped us tremendously you know nice. yeah that's smart and then yeah. when we were in la this this dude who uh like does some of our merch he just like showed up with like four huge crates of like stuff like old cds and stuff that like we'll never sell we were like <laughs> we we're like fuck we gotta where are we gonna put this because we were t- i would think tight. that's the stuff that would sell though we tried uh, we yeah. tried we actually the cds we didn't even bother it was like old like yeah, yeah. off-size t-shirts those and, are good giveaways though for sure it make yeah. fans feel good we did a couple like little of that but 
You give it to them after they buy the merch, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you don't want to hinder them from buying. Right. All right. That guy bought yeah. a bunch of stuff. Give him something yeah. else. Hey, here's yeah. this. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I yeah, so I did a lot of the driving. Uh, if I wasn't driving, I'm I'm looking over the the contract for that show. Mm-hmm. Like you know what's, what like what's. And you did advances as well. With yes, all the, ex- the I did all. Yeah, I did all clubs. the advancing and stuff. So I'm looking at you know because each show, well, with the dashboard stuff, it was easy. Every night we one check, same amount of money. Mm-hmm. When you're opening, it's easy. Um, but we did a run of shows, you know, before that, where each show is different. You know, it might might have been 100% door, it, or or there might have been a guarantee. So. For those shows it was just like all right just sorting that out while we're on the road and i got time to do that and then you're dealing with it at the end of the night as well yes you know mm-hmm. i guess so now you guys get to the venue now what what's it like so we get to the venue and um, i'm also merch guy too so i show up and uh, i get in and i'm like all right who's important around here you know who do i need to talk to what's the deal like sometimes it's a stage manager sometimes it's I don't know, Joe Schmo. It's it, it's different in different places, but um, basically, uh, yeah, I would just try to find who the person was that I needed to get paid from later, right? Got to make sure we get paid, and then it was just like, all right, where am I setting up my merch? Um, and just making sure that I'm staying out of the dashboard dude's ways, you know. And they were, were all cool. Were they requiring you to do accounting on all the merch prior? Depends on the venue. Depends on the venue, right? Yeah, yeah and you can, they take a cut. You can schmooze them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. You can totally schmooze them. Uh, there were some where they'd show up and be like, "Hey, uh, so this is the cut that we're taking," and you know, but I really don't care. I just mm-hmm. want to see you guys make money. Like, you know, some places are cool, and right. they yeah. they wouldn't even care even if it was in the contract. But I mean, like, I don't know. The Wiltern was crazy strict like i was there an hour later and the guy's just like ridiculous with each little it was to the point where um i I complained to Mm -hmm. whoever his boss was and i don't like to you know uh, ruffle the feathers if you will but this dude was it was too much and then he emailed me later and said we didn't pay him enough it was over like 40 dollars. it was something ridiculous you know um the the road's stressful enough you don't need to yeah to be stressed over 40 dollars Dude, we had to leave like that night we were we were going to san francisco like that we were doing half the drive that night and this dude's keeping me there till midnight and i'm like yo i gotta go dude i gotta go can we not argue over 40 what no do you idea. want do you want to just i'll here's some money take it like just leave me alone dude. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> please <For real>. yeah <laughs> yeah and then yeah then you probably and then um obviously like any um catering green room any type of food wise you're out you gotta you're the guy that makes sure that they're getting taken care of yes and our our um goodness what's the word rider rider got you johnny. thanks brother johnny <laughs> our rider is very easy yeah it's just like bottle of whiskey case of beer waters veggie tray the essentials some, some snacks yeah, the right. essentials yeah it's literally like pretty much it mm-hmm. you know some, some towels some, yeah some, some towels stage towels very, of very course important. stage towels yeah it's basically it dude yeah. um and it was just interesting it was like night and day you know the the run of shows we did before we met up with dashboard um you know we were in some hole in the wall in houston and then literally the next day we're sold out ha- house of blues in dallas i was just gonna like say like what size 20, venues 2500 yeah, i want to yeah. say and we were eating like you know truck stop burritos and then the next day it's like here's some uh, catering boys we we're like 
What, what, for, for us? Right. Yeah. And by nice. the way, let's go count t shirts. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. There's a trade off. There's a, yeah. always a trade off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's awesome when, the, when it's always great too because like I've, I've we've been in those exact same scenarios where you know one day you're eating garbage and the next day you got like lobster yeah, yeah. you're like what the fuck you know like that's we get we need that every night what are we doing here you know? have any of you guys ever played uh stubs in austin stubs. yes we oh yeah you weren't in the band yet no. yeah we did i believe we played down there for um it was south by southwest and i believe that's where we had the um high times award we won a high times award nice we played down there for it yeah. is it because you got the most high yeah we were the really? highest band no we were <laughs> That'd be we cool. got, they give out like awards for, they're called doobie awards then we nice. got like best underground act that's rad dude yeah, that was cool and it was like yeah. this trophy that you could smoke out of seriously it was a giant trophy that was like a it was a bong it was like a giant glass bong and it was really funny because while we were playing one of our our bassist girlfriend was holding it and in the middle of the set, she fucking dropped it and smashed into pieces everywhere. No, brilliant. Dude. It was awful, but they had oh. an extra one. And so we got the extra one. <laughs> yeah. They're like, happens every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> they were prepared for it. And um, they so gave good. us the new one. And You still have it? Our singer does. Yeah, he has it. We let nice. him hold on to it. He's like smoking out of it right now. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. is. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's so rad. Yeah, it was cool. Was yeah, like, the place is great. That place, every, I love Austin. Austin's awesome. Dude, I wish I got just, you know, some cities like Nashville, we had some time to like, like go around. Great city. Nashville's the shit, right? Yeah. We had time to go around and, uh, the city was bumping that day but like austin you know it was just in and out kind of thing and i i need to see more of that city yeah but that was the coolest venue and it snowed while we were there like dashboard came on it oh, just wow. started oh, snowing really? i was like it, i didn't even know it snowed in Sounds texas like a right? dashboard video to me but yeah <laughs> it's a little weird it, it was all it was in february so it was like it was pretty cold it was you know and you know Stubbs is outside we were that's where like a hype man thrives so like for an opening band i was just running around like an idiot you know and uh gratefully we we have a pretty good market and wait in i gotta wrap my head around it now now you just brought something up you're tour managing but you're still running the cowbell so i'm tour manager <laughs> tour manager merch guy cowbell player hype man am whatever i'm just happy to see like be a part of that team and flavor awesome. flav kind of coalesced <laughs> got a fever I, I like it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's a dream come true. I never, you know, I never take it for granted. I always step back and I'm like, especially, and I was a huge dashboard fan too. A Piebald mm -hmm. is like, they're like older than, you know, like Chris Caraba and stuff a yeah. little bit. And, um, you know, they had played a little bit together before, but didn't know each other that well. And it turned out the reason he brought us on to, I mean, he could have brought a lot of, he could have brought probably anybody, you know, yeah. uh, within reason uh, with him. And, you know, he, he came up to me one night, it was like maybe second show on the tour. Like I was waiting to go on, play the cowbell and an arm comes around me and uh, it was Chris Caraba. I was just like, again, I'm a huge dashboard fan, you know, trying to keep it cool. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He's just like, you know, what's great. And I was like, what's that? He goes, we get to watch Piebald play every night. And I go, yeah, man. I'm like, they're my favorite band. He goes, me too, man. And, oh, wow. and he said cool. he said stuff like that throughout the yeah. tour like you guys are my favorite band when we left and nothing against the get up kids but he just kept texting us like we miss you we wish you were still here stuff like that you know is oh to be continued then you know yeah, right. yeah yeah well he did have to cancel a couple shows he got sick um this is like right before the corona stuff and um we had to cancel like portland and in seattle and he was just like i will make this up to you guys 
I will make this up to you guys. But we were joking before this whole Corona thing. Like it had just kind of broke news. We were calling it the we were like, oh, he's got the Caraba virus. Just joking. Like didn't he, <laughs> having yeah. no idea it was going to turn into what it's turned into. Obviously, the, well, end, of, the patient, end of the world. Patient the end zero, of the world. Chris Caraba. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe, dude. Maybe. 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 My, my um. My brother-in-law was on tour with As LA Dying during it, and he was in Asia. I love that band. And he got so sick. He was super sick. He said he had the worst flu he's ever had in his life, the worst sore throat he ever had, and I was like, he fucking had it. And he came back, and I remember this was all happening, and they'd shut the borders. They shut all the travel with China like two, like two days, or maybe a day right after they got back. Dude. And uh, he was dying, and I was like, I told, I told, I told uh, my fiance, I was like, do not let him in the fucking house. I'm Dude. like, he's dying. Like, I'm like, he's got it. No one believe me. I'm like, he definitely has it. He was just out in, in Asia. I'm like, he's definitely got COVID. He was literally as I lay dying. Yeah. <laughs> he was literally one of the first to have it. I feel like he was in like the first cluster of people out from Asia into here. That might've been Chris, you know? And then yeah. our bassist, Andy, he, he got the flu he caught it early he like went to like we were in boise we were stuck in boise for a week with those shows being canceled it was a lot of fun but like <laughs> what are you doing boise but uh, yeah. like right. he went to he found yeah. some clinic and like you know he got like meds and stuff pretty early on but then like travis's uh he's a singer his girlfriend got sick at the same time and she was with us while he you know mm -hmm. while he had to cancel a show and uh when i got home i was i had like some symptoms i don't know i might have had it who knows mm -hmm. who knows good thing we're young and strong right boys yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it that's exactly it. i don't know yeah. <laughs> sure. but yeah no that's that's i mean it seems like the whole touring world like him and everybody else and i had i was actually booking a tour for a september and uh obviously that wasn't happening so dude so it just seems like we're sitting here with our you know with our hands tied tied waiting you know like what the fuck but when is this gonna you know when's it gonna open you know you're, you're making great use of this time with this beautiful studio you're podcasting you're obviously doing stuff so yeah we like to say we're leaning into the corona you know we're trying to make the most of it and try to still stay active and stay you know busy and and, and still push forward in some fashion um but i know you know it's affecting the whole music industry as a whole um yeah it, and it, it all trickles in, you know, like you're going to have less revenue now to play around with in order to go and get the song produced or get the video done because you're not making money on the road. It's where their main revenue source is. So you're going to start seeing it. Um, you know, studios are going to be failing it. Video production companies are going to be failing it. And it's going to, that's one of the issues that I know is, <clears throat> is, is happening currently and is going to continue to happen until, you know, the gates get open again and everyone go back out. Yeah. And even at that time, when, when the gates do finally open again, what's it going to be like, you know? Do you have to go to a show with a mask? And I mean, I don't want to get too into, I don't know how into it you guys want to get, but yeah, it's definitely, the fact is, it's, it's the world has changed. Yeah, and, right. and, and this industry yeah. in, in particular is certainly taking a hit, mm -hmm. for sure. Unfortunately. And I, I, like I said, you know, I was like, I got this guy, Jack Funk. He's, he's like, I'll give you a reference any day. He hooked me up with all these people. You know, Bob Net. Bobnet, Bob it's this website. It's like a Craigslist kind of thing, but it's just for um, like touring, yeah. but not for musicians. It's just for people who want to tour manage. And oh, so, awesome. so like, oh, you know, cool. whether, whether it's a stage manager, yeah, I guess it's been around for like 20 plus years, like back in probably America online days or something. <laughs> but he, he hooked me up with that. And the guy that runs it, his name's Bob. And, and like him and Jack Funk are like homies. He's like, 
He's like, you know, you can get a gig with like Blink-182 or whatever with this. Like, so he's like, and I'll be a referral for you. I was so stoked, you know, and and now at like, whatever, two weeks later, mm-hmm. after I signed up for the thing and started talking to people and, and looking at, yeah. you know, open gigs, it just like shut down, like right. obviously. Um, so I was, huh. I was like, finally, like dream come true. I'm like mid thirties, here we go, music. You yeah. know, I'm gonna find my, my little nook to, to make this happen. and whatever now just bartending moment you had the momentum <laughs> i had the know? momentum that's what it was the ball right was the ball was rolling you had some connections but you know what they'll still be there as soon as it opens back up i feel like the way i like to see it and visually it's like the, the horse right before the horse race it's just like ready as soon as they hit you know open that gate up he's gone i, yeah. fuck, I, I just, told just talk that story earlier we were in Florida we were just talking about this and the kentucky derby was happening blah blah, blah and it was like this horse, he was rated like fourth or fifth or whatever, nothing crazy. And Mark saw him like all energized up, blah, blah, blah. He's like, that horse is going to win. I'm like, really? And then sure enough, that horse won. I was like, oh, you were just talking about what, Tony Robbins? I was saying t- how Tony Robbins gets jacked up before he goes into a meeting. So when the meeting starts, he's already amped and he's going to crush you. And then, yeah, I told yeah. him and then Johnny story. was like, yeah, Mark said something similar. That's weird. And you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we, we got something going on here universally, right? Well, now. that's what that's what I see is like the music industry as a whole and live events and all that. And I think, you know, I like to say that I think people are going to um, really start appreciating the live show too more. You know, when you, you know, you're not allowed to have something, you want it more, right? And so, you know, I feel like a lot of people have taken live music as just kind of like, hey, whatever, like it's in the background, hire the DJ, like whatever. You know, but now everyone's a DJ at their own house and they don't get to see that live music. So now they're being kept from it. And I think that's a huge thing that potentially might reignite that where, you know, now, I mean, back in the day, you would just go out and you would go experience live music. And that's where you would learn of new artists, you know. So now it's like now an artist has to build a fan base and then people and build the demand and then they go see them. I think there's going to be a, an, you know, hopefully an emergence of just so much live music that you're going to go and you're going to go, oh, I want to go to the, the club or the bar with the live music as opposed to the DJ. And that's how, you know, bands and artists are going to start getting discovered again. Uh, I've been telling myself that I'm like, all right, you know, you can always go back to bartending or whatever. And then like once things are back to normal and concerts are a thing again, I'm like, well, then there'll be a ton of jobs because everyone's going to, they got all these makeup shows and everyone's going to want to get back out there. So yeah. like, hopefully, you know, yeah. and, and so what you should do is just still stay in contact with all these guys and just always check in on them. I would say that'd be my suggestion. It's yeah. just like every, you know, every couple of weeks and if you see something funny online, just forward it to them. You know, like I would just stay, stay in touch because that's going to be the best thing. So when it does open, then you have the first one on someone's mind or yeah, man. tip of the tongue, you know. It's all about who you know. That's it. That's yeah, how this industry you know. works. And it, does, and it does seem like people are finding ways around all the situations right now. You know, I've seen some stuff going on in terms of people like being like hey we're we're doing this you know we're not waiting we're going out so i think there's been uh, definitely I was a, say when you brought definitely it up early, been a little bit of that i think this is all opportunity all of it like the unfortunate thing if you really want to stay in the road and do that now it's a time where you're gonna to have to diversify and have like two jobs or three jobs or whatever but you know maybe labels aren't going to spend money on videos or music but you know er- everyone else is because now's the time that that's how you promote you can't go out so you're gonna have to throw money at your you know your persona or whatever it is you're trying to do so yeah you i mean it's good and bad i think once this lifts though you're gonna have a job and it's gonna be a job that you can't keep up with like what mark said it's gonna explode 
that's what history shows every time you know what i mean yeah always it'll be like a like a buyer's market for, for people sure. like for, yeah, like yeah, me yeah. who want to like just get back out yeah, there 100%. and, and, and for, work hard for a band or bands or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. people are dying for festivals again you oh, know yeah. people people want to be with people and they want to experience things right. together it's just like natural you know that's what that's what we are we're just a bunch of monkeys that want to hang out you know, when you separate <laughs> us, everyone's going wild. Yeah. That's why they burn shit bananas. down. bananas. Yeah. They go bananas. They go bananas. <laughs> you know, nice. we're just, we're all like very Got it. primal. You know, we, we want to be with our peeps. Yeah, man. 100%. Yeah, no, for sure. And music is the thing that always brings everybody together and makes everybody cool. You know, everyone's like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a fuck about your politics. We love the song. This is great. Let's sing it right. together and sweat on each other and spit in each other's yeah, faces man. singing it. You know, that, that's why I've always, you know, just been all about going to shows. And, you know, when I was like 20 years old or whatever, I just remember like I would buy merch and be like, I want that guy's job. I just wanted to be a part of it. But, yeah. you know, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not a talented musician, but well, I well, know apparently you're a talented cowbell player well, because you got hired on the spot. Yes, that's true. <laughs> well, you're, that same thing is what happened even to me when I was like a kid. I saw, um, I got, I you know, I went to my first concert. My father took me, well, my first rock concert, and I saw Corn and Rob Zombie and Video Drone at the Wassa Centrum. Sick. And um, I remember just like walking away that day. I like telling my dad, I'm like, I'm gonna do that. I want to do that. Yeah. And we had a drum set in the basement you know and so he was a drummer and so i was like right, that's that's how i'm gonna do it because it, it's there i could go play those and i'll learn how to play drums but same thing i saw it and i was like i want to be a part of that like, yeah man i want to fucking do that little uh, fun fact by the way um i've actually performed with with sean here on stage we did oh, before he was in lansdowne all right let's get to the cut here <laughs> Dana used to be Sean's camp counselor, is what I'm understanding. Well, you were uh, what a CIT, so like the assistant counselor, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, we, we went to know we went to summer camp. What kind of camp is this? Yeah. Uh, it was an overnight uh, camp in Boxford. Yeah. It's a dope camp. Camp, dude, camp Rotary. Rich Cowdell, man. Yeah, best dude in the world. It, it was a fun place. Yeah. Damn, it was you know the what? best. Rope, I'll rope, I'll ropes tell you guys course, when I was a kid, archery, BMX. When I was a kid, I was like always, uh, what was that? Salute your shorts. Yeah. Salute yeah. your shorts yeah, right. and uh, heavyweights. Heavyweights. Bug juice. Yeah, bug, bug juice. juice. That's, what, I mean, yeah. that's what this place was. Sure, cool. Well, I always wanted to go to one of those and I would ask my parents and they were like, yeah, those don't exist. They would tell me those weren't real. And <laughs> no. I was like, oh, okay, that's just a TV thing. No, we no had like, clue. oh, we had all that stuff. We had like the thing that you jump on yeah, the, and launch someone into the, the lake. The blob thing. Yeah. There was a canoeing kayaking it was a tower you jump off like yeah. in the wall. like it was it was the best like and it was in boxford 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 mass it wasn't yeah. even that far from me they just totally lied to me <laughs> they're like yeah we can't afford that you yeah, you're from going. Methuen. they are not inviting <laughs> Methuen kids <laughs> no i was in lawrence at the time oh, yeah, it was no, even worse. Not hey no i'm no, from dude i was born and raised in lynn and that camp actually started in 1921 and the whole purpose the whole purpose was to get kids out of lynn it was run by the Lynn YMCA and they would take kids out of Lynn for this, you know, for the summer to keep them out of trouble. And then it turned into, now it's like a rich kids camp kind of, but there were still scholarships for kids from Lynn. And that's how I got there. Cause my, my dad couldn't afford that shit. It was expensive. It wasn't cheap. I bet, yeah. yeah. I don't know. No, I man. So. I mean, really you ever go on vacation and try to go like zip lining? That shit's expensive. <laughs> yeah. You we, know, we had a zip line, I think. Didn't we, we? Did we did. Yeah. yeah. Ropes course. Yeah. It's yeah. A zip line. But yeah, uh, but yeah that's good, how I met. Those were good times. Met but, Sean. You but yeah, then, uh, you know, you were a huge Weezer fan. Yeah. Uh, and good memory. You, so you played, you played bass, I right? I played drums. You played drums. I think my, and you, you were and in a cabin with my, and Maddie. Maddie played bass. That's correct. 
Yeah, yeah. So Maddie's your brother. Yeah. And I was uh, in the same cabin as him. And we ended up doing, uh, we did Island in the Sun one year. And I, I believe we did Say It Ain't So we did as Say well. It so yeah. uh, the next year. We had that place rocking. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So <laughs> a young Sean Lichtenstein yeah. crushing it on stage. You were like 14 or something, right? Yeah, 13, yeah. whatever it was. But you were, mm-hmm. yeah, you were, he crushed it. Oh, we Shawnee Showtime even at 14. That's not, <laughs> you know it. Well, then I went, I, I hit up Rich one year in, we went and we played as Lansdowne in the uh, in like the opening where the Foursquare lower court, campus they call it, the yeah, Foursquare yeah, yeah. courts yeah and so we went and that was like a crazy show I mean it was all you know it was all like the kids and stuff and they, but they, those kids go wild where was the green room was it like the camp store <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no and then we did like a little thing and we signed like everyone's stuff after and we went and then uh, we had the bright idea to like l- go and leave merch all around uh, after. And we're like, wow, that was a really expensive idea that we just <laughs> that we just did. But all the, but then like a bunch of those kids would show up. But you know, they started turning eighteen and, and, and twenty and started showing up to shows because they'd saw us when they were, you know, twelve, eleven or twelve, and got found that CD. We like hit it all around, so they'd be like little Easter eggs in the morning. And they cool. found that CD and like became like you know huge fans of the band. Uh, Scavenger hunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it paid off in the long run, but. Yeah, we left like I don't know seven hundred dollars worth of merch laying around the camp. <laughs> that's that's a lot of merch. <laughs> and I think we did the, we did the show because I just thought it would be a cool idea to go uh, go play there. So I think we did it for free. So I think we paid seven hundred bucks to do it. Actually, in the end, that was like early <laughs> on too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely earlier on. And then um, yeah, but I bet those kids loved it and they probably all became fans. And yeah, yeah. So they yeah. probably followed you guys on MySpace. If no, MySpace wh- wh- was a thing at the they, time, right? It yeah, was. Well. Yeah, and they all yeah they did. They all followed us on MySpace, and then you started to see them start showing up to the shows as they got as older. They got older, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was the that was the cool part. That yeah, man. Um, but yeah, it's rich. Rich is still uh kicking it oh yeah nice well shout out to rich and camp rotary for uh good times for bringing us here together (laughs) right now camp rotary shout out check them out (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and there was that ice cream spot like on the way in benson's oh benson's best ice cream in the world coconut ice cream there was unreal i like the oreo nice but yeah um well, I guess if you had to leave us with something, is there a good is there a good tour story that you're allowed to allowed to tell that you can leave us with? Oh, geez, man, uh, that's a great question. You know, um, this is. I hope this is funny. It might not be. <laughs> well, uh, I like that setup. <laughs> so, I'm I'm uh, setting the bar low here, but you guys are all touring musicians, right? So I think you can relate. You get delirious, you get loopy as you're going around and you get these inside jokes that nobody else can understand unless you're in it kind of thing. And um, when you're on tour and you, you, it's like, it's a lot of burgers and like, you know, well, well, you guys do the catering stuff. But you remember, all right, early days, right? A lot oh, of truck no, stuff. We used to have a, oh, no, uh, a $5 footlong that half okay. of it was for lunch yeah. and half of it was for dinner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, That's why I hate Subway now. There's a lot of that, right? So we're eating like burgers and tacos and stuff like that. And uh, at a certain point, we, we like finally had this sit-down restaurant. It was like at Applebee's or something like that. But it was the first time we actually sat down and had a meal together in, in a long time. And um, Aaron, the, uh, the guitarist, he's like looking at the menu. He just goes, man, uh, I haven't had a burger in a while. <laughs> I, th- I think I have burger amnesia. 
we all had had burgers like what every it, day every, every day. day yeah Breakfast, lunch, and, and we, we all just look at him we just started like just bursting out just crying laughing and um that was a running joke the rest of the tour he's just like we'd all be out to eat somewhere and just be like i haven't had a burger in a while so burger amnesia became a thing but then burger amnesia turned into it went from i haven't had a burger in a while to like be looking at the menu be like burger what's a burger what is this what is a burger <laughs> see i told you it might not be funny yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's uh, good that is good because oh, every day is groundhog day yeah yep. every day is groundhog day and barely uh, sleeping a lot yeah. of the really funny stories are maybe not appropriate as well so yeah it's awesome. oh, 100%. you won't want a safe one for sure yeah one one lesson i learned uh uh lesson one you do not fall in love on tour <laughs> I didn't know that. You're not allowed to do that. Uh, no, it's, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> doesn't, doesn't stop a lot of us from doing it. Rookie move. Rookie move. Rookie mistake. They're like, oh, that poor bastard. That's when you drive it away. Yeah. <laughs> Rookie move. Looking out the back window. I was like extra quiet one day. Like, and like later on, it was like after I left, like, you know, whatever. With a lady and uh, Aaron looks at me and just goes, still in love, huh? <laughs> he just he could tell it was just not supposed to shit on the tour bus either it's kind of oh, the yeah, same do they have the same weight and gravity to them <laughs> i mean that's that's a that's a rookie move too you don't yeah. you don't shit on the tour bus yeah yeah, yeah. Funny. <laughs> where, where were you uh san francisco oh you were in san francisco at the time when when i when you fell in love when i fell in love yeah, yeah. went to the golden gate bridge oh great. boy we had a couple days there, dude. Yeah. It was it was actually no, it's this girl from Camp Rotary that I knew like, oh, from nice. before. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Camp Rotary, man, some dark shit goes on in this place. <laughs> you should uh you should probably cut that part out. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe the burger amnesia part. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. awesome. All right. Awesome. Well, hey, Dana, thank you for uh for doing this with us and uh, you know, we'll look forward to to hopefully all getting back to uh back to uh, getting on the road and having some more of these uh stories and we'll we'll get you back in at some point and uh and check in yeah i love that thank you guys so much for having me thank you and, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. thank you for coming in and like you said as soon as you guys get back out there hopefully it opens up you'll come back and we'll get some uh some more stories some more insight and if you need a tour manager yes oh, yeah. so if anybody, exactly. and anybody listening as well that's you need right a tour manager right. yeah awesome yeah. Yeah. or thank a cowbell player yeah. or a cowbell player <laughs> yeah yeah it's the most that's that's Priority number Priority one. Priority number yeah. one. Need more cowbell. Yeah. Thank Full you so cowbell. much, man. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Hell yeah. My yeah. pleasure. Thank you. Bang.